Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Grace and Joy podcast with me, Rowena Scottney. And today, the episode is a short poem and some thoughts and feelings around sorrow and sadness and how these sensations can become quite close companions to us and they are often very familiar with us through our lives from a young age and they can be really very, very okay. (laughs) I hope you enjoy the episode. One sensation that is very close to me and has been all my life as far as I can remember is one of sadness and and a kind of sorrow and it's a very tender feeling, sometimes not specifically related to anything but kind of like a colour wash that flows through and in the past I've been upset by it or I felt very down or it's changed my mood to being very low and I've wondered about it and I thought perhaps something must be causing it and sometimes it was but also I've come to realise that it's a visitor and it's actually a very gentle visitor and it does discolour things in its own way Um, But it always passes, always passes. And even though it leaves me very close to tears on many occasions, in fact, most days I'm very close to tears, but not in a kind of tears flooding, boohoo crying kind of way. Not not at all. It's not like that. It's just a, a gentle tenderness. And I think a lot of sensitives feel this too. There's a very... um quiet soft edge between crying and (laughs) non-crying and crying or tears that fall or even feeling that tearfulness inside can be a very cleansing thing especially when we don't grab hold of it or uh, try to interrogate it or fear it Um, when we can observe what's happening within these sensations, even when they're so close to us and it feels like it is us. If we can actually acknowledge that we're observing this happening, there's a beautiful spaciousness that all exists within and it can be cradled, it can be held in the safe space and it's really rather beautiful and it goes by itself just as it comes by itself. And It leaves us moved and kind of touched in a a very sincere way. And we don't have to analyse it. Sometimes we do want to, you know, sometimes it might be linked very specifically with an event. And other times it might be as well, but we don't recognise it. And also there's another factor with empaths, so those who, who feel very deeply inside the emotions of others, sometimes we can ask this sadness or or any emotion that f- we feel inside our body, we can ask if this belongs to us. Does this sadness belong to me? Is this energy mine? And we can also say, 
I release all energy that is not mine to have. And if we've actually been picking up and imbibing another's energy, then we can be so surprised and marvel at how it can disperse, it, it dissipates because it's not ours and it, it's been recognised, we've felt it, but it's almost like a permission for it to go. It's been just kind of visiting us, looking, looking around, looking to see, but we've acknowledged it and we've recognised, or it's recognised, that it's not actually ours to have, it belongs to somebody else. And that's absolutely fine. We don't have to create a lovely home for it <laughs> because it's not ours anyway. And when we ask that question, it, as I was saying before, it, it's surprising how much clarity we can receive. And an answer comes very click quickly that it was just visiting and, and it's going because it wasn't ours even in the first place. So that does link a lot with empaths who wonder sometimes where their energies begin and end and where somebody else's energies begin and end. They can become quite intermingled and none of it is on a thinking, cognitive level. It's all intuitive, energetic and through the body. It can be felt so viscerally. You can really feel the strength of someone else's energies in your body and it can feel violating. It can feel like it knocks you out. But again, with time and with um, more of an understanding of this and how our own bodies work and how all of this plays out, we can become quite adept and skilled at remaining as the witness in all of this. Because ultimately, these situations and meetings of these energies may happen in our body and feel very cellular at a very deep level and ancient. It could be even beyond generations. I really feel that. But the essence of who we are is beyond all of that. You know, that's not to put it down or put it aside and say it's not important. It is because we're also obviously living in this form in our day to days and we get affected by things and we need to find ways to feel better and to help others to feel better. But the more we do become the witness and we see from a deeper space that can't be affected by any of these things, no matter how violating another person is, it's not actually affecting the truth of who we are. That's beyond any kind of energetic effect. And that's so liberating <laughs> when we can remember that, especially in these moments. Um, it's so liberating. And the more we do, the more we do and the quicker we remember as well. So this is a poem about feelings of sorrow and sadness that were with me on Monday and I was in work on Monday and there was no reason for it. I wasn't particularly worried or sad or fearful about anything. It was just that colour wash, that grey colour wash all around me and through me and it was visiting. <laughs> and I found as well that when I can dedicate time later on when I'm on my own, quite often a painting emerges and I can converse with this feeling, this emotion, this energy and be present with it. And the more I'm present with it, the more 
it dissipates by itself. And for me, painting is also a good way of being with it because I'm not imposing any thoughts, I'm not judging. It tends to paint through me. So I'm not painting a masterpiece. I'm just seeing what colours arise. It's all intuitive. And I felt so strongly inside that I couldn't wait to do this. So I got home from work, fed the cats, and then just got a piece of old cardboard and my old crayons and some water. They're water-soluble crayons, so they blend really well. And I just picked some up, didn't think at all about it and saw what came out. And there was a really interesting pattern and some stick figures. (laughs) And then such an urge to paint with a large mop soft brush with a bit of water and some grey ink and so I did a colour wash over the whole thing and it felt so cleansing, it felt so sweet and lovely and and then I and then I went to make tea (laughs) and I was absolutely fine it was a dialogue with the sadness and the sorrow and everything was really really okay and then later on in the evening just before I was going to sleep this poem came and I scribbled it down onto some paper with a pencil and here it is so I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for listening So this is Night Poem, number 16. All is very, very okay, or let all my guests come in. Blue greys like a pigeon, without a petrol shimmer, are with me amongst the morning, on the pavements, inside the greetings, along the shelves, the artworks. A dust of echoes, ancient, in shadows and sometimes front-centre. Bold, then shy, micro-fragments, moments pixelated, or motes in a sunbeam, an uncanny film in ultra-slow-mo, then under-cranking, super-fast, a time-lapse through the decades, accompanies a revving motorbike, too loud outside, and none of this thought but intuited. Sorrow sleeps, wakes up, sleeps all through the day, behind the smiles for customers, so genuine, too, behind the chatting, the laughing, the thisness and thatness, and mingle together. When driving home, it sits closer, on the dashboard, the passenger seat, whilst also inside. And later, there is time for listening, conversing, and soon to paint a pattern of it, the expression of the colour of it, the shape, texture, form, and dance of itself. Out on cardboard, it paints itself. And then, the pewter colour wash, a muting comfort. In three seconds, it tells me what it needs a glaze full of profound tenderness and truth, dove grey, always, always okay, not to be felt better of, but to observe and be alongside, can there be a space for this, not to share for pity of, 
but to dream with. Warm companions, joy and sorrow. A glowing pink is luminous through translucent grey. Nurturing colours, blue, grey, pinks. A partnership of 47 years. Energies in the fabric, cells, the motions, the voice. Dancing beyond the human labels and scores. And all is very, very okay. as well that after I'd written the poem I was very aware of the beautiful song by Lena Cohen The Guests and there's actually a really wonderful video on YouTube and it's accompanied by photos by Cartier-Bresson and oh gosh it's just really beautiful a really wonderful song and and film and Cohen was inspired by Rumi and it was Rumi's poem The Guest House which gave me the second title of this poem so I just wanted to read Rumi's poem which is just perfect so this is The Guest House by Rumi This being human is a guest house Every morning a new arrival a joy, a depression, a meanness Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I hope you have a wonderful day, and greet all your guests, and see you next time. Bye!